Welcome to the DC Daily Drop, your one-stop shop for today's important news in DC movies, TV, and comics. Here are your hosts, Tom and Zach. Welcome to a Wednesday, November 8th edition of the DC Daily Drop. I'm Tom. And I'm Zach. Today we're going to start off talking about a little bit of Suicide Squad 2 kind of news. Uh, this come from, comes from the rap, and it's not even in the article. It says it's hardly finalized, but they're working on the story for it and everything. And it sounds like Suicide Squad 2 may serve as an introduction to Dwayne Johnson's Black Adam. So essentially this would mean it would be, have a really small role. He would not be the villain. I've seen this reported as him being the villain of the film. That's not what this is saying at all. Yeah. Uh, essentially the squad would be tasked with getting a weapon of mass destruction. And it turns out that that weapon is Black Adam, uh, who, you know, I don't know, he could be entombed or anything like this. Well, this is kind of what we suggested a while back when we were talking about Suicide Squad 2. Um, a really cool way to introduce the character without having him be the villain and giving the squad a smaller threat. What do you think about this, Zach? Yeah, I think if they end up going this route, that it sounds great. I think that is a really smart way to introduce him. And again, like not really a world-ending threat because maybe smaller stakes, but still something cool that you need the whole team to go after. And um, yeah, I, I don't think it would be a big part. It would probably just be like, it would be the reveal at the end. Like they open the tomb and you see it's Dwayne Jensen. That would be cool. Right. Um, you're, you know, they're just tracking for whatever reason. Yeah. Yeah. It would be, um, I, I really, I think this would be a great idea. You know, I think introduce Shazam suicide squad two might be the next film. So you could set it up where black Adam is sort of a, a legend, a myth. And then when Shazam shows up, they're like, Oh, somebody's, you know, somebody can harness the powers of the gods. Maybe that black Adam myth was real have a terrorist group, you know, led by Maxwell Lord or Black Mask or someone like that tracking down Black Adam as a weapon who is entombed in somewhere or something like that. I think that would be great. It could have the Suicide Squad face a, a smaller threat, like you said, um, while serving as an introduction to something else. Like they could do this with a random bioweapon or yeah. test or a nuclear bomb, something like that. But I think it makes more sense to tie it into one of your next next films or something else in the universe that could pay off later i really like this idea yeah and the the idea that you just set up is a great one are you sure that you're not a writer on this film and you don't have like advanced <laughs> knowledge of what's going to happen <laughs> i am not but um I, I like what i'm hearing from this so far yeah all right moving on to cyborg news ray fisher talked a little bit about the future of his character in an interview with comicbook.com uh, they asked him if he knows when he'll appear next and he said, yes. So he didn't tell them when he's going to appear <laughs> next, but he said, yes, he knows in which film he will be cyborg next. Um, right. That's not very, you know, obviously he can't reveal much. I think the favorite would be a Flashpoint film. Right. In terms of the ones that are most active in development and he has a good shot of appearing in, I would guess that. Cyborg has a pretty big role in the Flashpoint storyline as one of the supporting characters. So, and it was rumored long ago that he, or it was reported long ago that he would be in the flash solo film before it became flashpoint. So I don't think flashpoint would necessarily change that. Right. Yeah. That's where my money would be on seeing him next as well. Uh, but he also talked about the cyborg solo film that is happening and some of his thoughts about it. And he said that he would like that cyborg solo film to be more personal uh, and partially to explain why the other justice league members aren't there because he, he talked about, you know, in these solo movies, you kind of always have to have a reason why, like, okay, if it's really a big threat, why didn't the whole Justice League come and help? And, you know, he talked about Aquaman is underwater, so maybe they don't come, or Superman's out in space, so maybe they don't come. So he wants to to personalize the story 
to have sort of an explanation of why the Justice League doesn't come to help him in his own battle fight, whatever he's going to go through. Right. And I think Cyborg can be a really cool personal story, just, you know, with all his struggles and everything like that. And then I like what he said there about having the solo films. Like you can do something with the solo film where you say, well, they're all happening roughly at the same time. So Aquaman is on his adventure while Batman's on his. They can't help each other cross over. That's one way to to do it. Or you could have a slightly smaller, not world ending threat, which is kind of what I would prefer. Um, Right. Then you don't have to justify, you know, if Batman's taking on the Riddler, you don't have to come up with an excuse for Superman not being there because Batman can handle Riddler by himself. But if Batman's taking on Enchantress or whatever, you know, you would need uh, other help. Right. So on to some TV news. Wentworth Miller, who is Leonard Snart and Captain Cold on The Flash and Legends of Tomorrow, has announced that he is leaving the Arrowverse on Instagram. He said he's, you know, filming his final few days of work there. Um, so yeah, he's been he's been a long member, a recurring character on The Flash. He was a series regular in season one of Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, it's crazy that a character who died a season and a half ago is still <laughs> is still around, but it shows what these universes are like. Um, so yeah, it's bummed to see him go. Uh, any thoughts on that, Zach? Yeah, like you said, he he died a long time ago, and he's they've been bringing him back in every now and then. I, I always liked his character; I, he's fun, but. At the same time, I do I do kind of like the way that they used him kind of sparingly because I think it can be a bit much if you have him all the time, every day, every week or something like that. So, yeah, I hope he has success in the future. I liked him. Yeah, interesting that he announced this. There's no reason he couldn't like show up in a small role down the line yeah. unless he just he's like, oh, I'm done with the character. That's, that's kind of what it sounds like. Um, but maybe he'll be open two years from now if he like coming back. We'll see. All right, moving on to some comics news. Brian Michael Bendis has signed an exclusive multi-year contract with DC Comics. Uh, So he was working for Marvel, and he created Jessica Jones and the Miles Morales version of Spider-Man. And he's also uh, contributed to writing the Nick Fury credits scene in Iron Man. And So I think he's been writing Spider-Man, Jessica Jones. I think he wrote the Avengers for like eight years, and then he also wrote um, Iron Man for a while. So he's got quite a bit of credits with Marvel to his name, but... He's coming over to DC for a few years. Yeah, he's done a ton of stuff for Marvel. I, I haven't read much at all of it, but he I know he's he was on Ultimate Spider-Man for a long time. He's done almost every character over there, and he's still even now writing a ton of, of books. So I don't know, you know, we don't know what he'll be doing yet. Um, but it's interesting to see the a big name really have a new take on some of these DC characters. Yeah. And the last thing today, so we've talked, we've seen a lot of questions about the merger that was expected to be finalized by the end of this year between AT and T and Time Warner. A new Variety article says it it might be slightly held up. Uh, it was expected to close this year, but according to John Stevens, the AT and T CFO, the timing of the closing of the deal is now uncertain. Uh, basically, this is it's in the review with Department of Justice. And, you know, it sounds like they might be negotiating with the Department of Justice and do what they need to do to get this merger through. You know, it, it couldn't consist of selling off some properties and, and things like that. Um, but just if you wanted to head up, heads up, that's what's going on with that. There's they are still they do have some sort of agreement that are working together. Uh, Time Warner and AT&T, they've extended that. So they're still working together and this will probably go through. We just don't know when. Yeah. And we've seen a lot of that that stuff already started you know there's a lot of at&t exclusive stuff for justice league but yeah like you said it's just a matter of time and making everything making sure everything's okay before it goes through 
All right, well, that is all we have for today. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back again tomorrow. Thanks for listening, and make sure to check out DC Daily Drop on Twitter, Facebook, and DCDailyDrop.com. Drop by tomorrow for more DC news.